Welcome to Creatively Human, a podcast for online business owners and creatives that goes beyond the work and dives deep into why we do what we do, the struggles and wins we face along the way, and how we fit it all into the kind of life we want to live. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and I help creatives grow their businesses in ways that fit around their life and values. Welcome to another episode of Creatively Human. I'm really, really excited to share this episode with you because me and Kat got into some kind of deep topics, but topics I think that actually affect everyone. Things like burning yourself out, needing to take care of yourself, being honest about mental health online, and untying your self-worth from your work. So I really hope you find it as useful as I did. I loved talking to Kat, so enjoy. Hi Kat, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I was wondering if you could start by telling us a bit about what it is that you do and how you came to do it. Yeah, of course. So I describe myself as kind of a writer and self-worth coach. And for me, that looks like four days a week. So Monday to Thursday, I work for a company that runs kind of mental health and well-being websites. Um, also the magazine Happyful. So I write for them kind of Monday to Thursday as a content writer And then outside of that, I run my own blog, which is Blue Joe of Happiness. And I've just launched my self-worth coaching services as well. So the way I kind of came to that was I've always loved writing. And I've dabbled in like different areas from music journalism to fashion journalism. But I actually experienced quite poor mental health when I was younger. And I really wanted to make a difference in that area. So when I found the job come up that I did about writing for mental health, I just knew that was the way for me to go and everything's kind of evolved from there. That's really interesting and um, that's one of the reasons I asked you on because I've seen how kind of open and honest you are in your blog and on Instagram about your mental health Mm. and um, I wondered have you have you always been that honest and open about it or do you find it difficult to be honest? I think it gets easier the more time has passed so for me, I'm, I feel very, very comfortable talking about, for example, kind of my eating disorder and self-harm issues because it was such a long time ago. I think having that space really helps and it can be more difficult if you're actually in it. So one of the first times I really opened up on Instagram about my mental health was last summer when I started struggling with kind of anxiety symptoms. And because I was really in it, I found it really difficult, but I still found it incredibly rewarding to share. And I've never, ever regretted it because I think it's the best way we can make really authentic connections online because this is part of me. It's just part of who I am is my mental health problems. So if I'm communicating who I am online, I want it to be my whole self. And when we do that, we then give permission for other people to do the same and then come back and say, yeah, you know what, me too, actually, I'm struggling with this as well. And I've just found so much power in that. Yeah, I mean, it's such an important thing to talk about. And I guess... Um, a lot of us don't talk about it so like you said the fact that you you share about it you get people come back to you and it gives them a way to open up about it so it it kind of starts the conversation I guess is a good way to put it yeah exactly and then it gives them kind of that permission slip they need to admit it to themselves and maybe then start having a conversation with themselves about whether or not they need maybe further support with it or something like that Mm, mm-hmm Um, I think I've noticed you saying on Instagram before that you sometimes just uh, take yourself off social media sometimes for like a weekend or so. Yeah, definitely. I think whilst 
social media can be amazing at making those connections it can also depending on how you use it become a little bit toxic and you can become a little bit really hyper aware of what everyone else is doing maybe comparing yourself so I do think there are times when you need to recognize when you're not using it in such a healthy way and when you can step back from it I do struggle with it it's not that easy (laughs) I love social media and I'm on it every day for work anyway but having that break every now and then to just reconnect with your real life like spending time with people you love doing hobbies that are outside of your work is really important to give you that perspective I think do you have like quite strong boundaries around it so will you will you decide do you do it regularly or do you just decide when when you feel like you need it yeah I really I don't have any kind of really firm boundaries with it it's more when I feel that I'm using it in an unhealthy way I know I need to take time off and I am trying really hard because I've been struggling to sleep a little bit recently so I've been trying to say no social media in the bedroom Mm. so I will maybe look through my phone in the living room and then when I actually go to bed I will take my phone because I use it I listen to podcasts or like sleep stories to help me sleep but I won't look on Instagram and Twitter just before I go to bed because that can really rile up my thinking so that's the only kind of firm boundary I have other than that it's just listening to myself and realizing that this isn't healthy I need to step away (laughs) so it's more like the way you use it rather than because what I was interested in in talking about was sort of so the way you're really open about your own mental health struggles and your journey is that side of it what makes you feel like you need to come off social media like you've been talking about that too much or is it more Mm. just your healthy own use of social media I think it's the latter really I think Interestingly enough, it can get a little bit draining sometimes talking about mental health, purely because I write about it so much for work and obviously on my blog. But I don't find that necessarily kind of triggering for me. I don't find it makes my own mental health worse. Sometimes I just get a little bit sick of the sound of my own voice talking (laughs) about the same thing. But it's more my own personal usage of it and realizing that I'm on it too much. And maybe if I want to read more or it's, um, it's affecting the way I sleep, it's that side of it that I need to make sure I have boundaries around really yeah me too me too I don't read enough when I'm scrolling too much on Instagram and you know when the time just passes you're like oh I just could have read a book (laughs) yeah it's stories I get sucked into stories I'll just sit there and watch for like before you know an hour's gone past (laughs) (laughs) so do you you said you're writing about mental health um a lot do you find that that actually the writing in itself is a sort of, I don't know, I don't want to say therapy, but do you know what I mean? Therapeutic mm. to, to write it all. And does it help you yeah. think more about your own thoughts and feelings? Definitely, definitely. And since I was about 13, I've kept some sort of written journal, whether it's been a diary or a blog. And I started that before I actually developed kind of my eating disorder. And it really was that that was part of what helped me recover being able to have a space to write everything out and it's just for me it's always been that's my way of processing thoughts is to write it down and it just so happened that um, about 10 years ago I took it from paper diary to an online blog and now it's more blogging that actually helps me because I can still process my thoughts and then I also think being kind of creative with things like writing fiction and photography taking pictures for Instagram really kind of helps me have a chance to express myself and it's also doing something that's just for me and I think there's quite a lot of power in that yeah definitely I feel exactly the same um yeah I guess I guess when you're writing and journaling in particular something that I notice is that 
so say if you're journaling you're just getting your thoughts out about your day or something um mm. sometimes I would write something that I had done and how I had thought about it and it would actually make me kind of step back a bit and think oh I thought that I wasn't aware that I thought it at the time but but by writing about it I thought okay that's how I actually think about that and then as I do it more regularly I notice kind of patterns that keep coming up and it just helps you to have that more um, object objective perspective I yeah. guess yeah exactly yeah. I think we have so many thoughts running through our head all the time it's it's really hard to pick them out but sometimes we'll just feel a certain way and we won't know exactly why and that's why if I get my kind of journal out and start writing it down, it's like, oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> it's just getting it all out onto paper helps you kind of organize your thoughts and problem solve as well. I find it really helpful to kind of get through problems as well. Mm. And I wondered, since you're so honest on your blog, do you ever sort of worry about what people in your real life think about it? Like if they read it? Um, I <laughs> sometimes I forget <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. I forget that kind of like people at work for example will watch my stories maybe or they'll read my blog but I'm very very lucky that I'm surrounded by people who really understand that world and obviously I work for a company that we talk about mental health all the time it's part of the conversation and it's it's if anything it's it's helped people in my life be more aware of me and what's going on and they might, it might encourage them to kind of check in on me maybe sometimes and be like, is everything okay? I had one day, I remember I spoken on stories about feeling really anxious. And the next day, my manager kind of took me to one side and said, you know, I know this is a bit strange because I'm your manager, but obviously we're friends on Instagram and I saw what happened. And I just want to check that you're okay to be working today. And, you know, I was like, I am, thank you, but I really appreciate you checking in on me. And I think we can get so scared about what people think about us, but if anything, it just gives them a bit more of an insight about you and it gives them the chance to be there for you. I love that. Yeah, that's a really important point. And I suppose it just goes to show that sometimes we choose not to say things like that. Like in real life, you probably wouldn't have walked, I'm guessing, you probably wouldn't walk into work and just say all the stuff that you had said on stories. But exactly, exactly. It, it actually may be worth saying because obviously it only really led to something good. It led to someone checking in on you and that presumably made you feel um, looked after. And yeah, it just it just shows that it's actually good to be honest. Yeah, and I've, I've never ever had a negative reaction. I've never had anyone kind of say, oh, you're talking a bit too much or you're sharing too, that's brave of you, you're sharing too much. Everyone's always been really positive and kind about it. So yeah. That's really, really good to hear. Um, yeah, one thing I've noticed actually in your stories is that you seem really self-aware about the signs that you need to slow down and take care of yourself. And I was wondering if you could share a bit about what some of those signs are. Yeah, definitely. So for me, they really manifest physically. So I feel a lot of um, kind of anxiety symptoms like chest pain. I will get dizzy. I'll start having kind of really rushing thoughts where I can't slow down I might even I've had disassociation before which is when you feel a little bit like you're not actually in your body so there's so many physical signs that for me it's I've actually grown to be really thankful for them because they've they tell me immediately like Kat you need to slow down you need to start stepping up your self-care 
Um, but I think it's really everyone's different and I think everyone has really different reactions. But by raising your kind of self-awareness and knowing what your particular signs are is so powerful and helpful because then you can recognize it and take action. I love that positive outlook on it. That really makes sense. Um, did it is, is that from sort of years of of learning about yourself and practicing that you've come so you can like spot the signs as they're starting and you can kind of try and stop them before they get too bad yeah definitely definitely it's a it's kind of a culmination of a many years of work but I think as well knowing I think when you know a lot about mental health as well you know you recognize the signs so I don't know if a few years ago I would necessarily have recognized when I was getting chest pains and feeling dizzy at work that that was anxiety but because I've learned so much about it through my job through writing about it I knew instantly okay I need to book a doctor's appointment and I got referred to have cognitive behavioral therapy really quickly and I've just I think educating yourself in all of this area really gives you that knowledge to understand yourself better but it does it does take work and you do need to put some work into it yeah um and I think I don't know I think for me working for myself it's easy to push myself all the time and not have any limits about sort of work time and Mm. taking time off I like the way that you talk about that in your stories and and you talk about how you know you've got you've got your blog you've got your writing you've got all of this stuff going on and sometimes you just you just you know close the laptop down and decide that that's not going to serve you at all to carry on and push through I think it's really hard sometimes even even if you kind of know it it's really hard to practice that sometimes oh yeah it's so hard and I think when it's your business as well it's it's your baby it's your you pour your absolute heart and soul into it and you feel like that means you have to be working on it kind of 24 7 so it's really hard to kind of find those boundaries and know when you need to step back yeah, definitely. Actually, you made me think of something else that I saw. I think you wrote about this on your blog. Um, when you have your own business, it's really easy to tie your self-worth into it. So, for example, mm. you might want to push through because you feel like you're not good enough if you haven't got enough done in a day. Or on a bigger level, you might feel like you're a failure if you don't earn a certain amount of money or something. And you've written about, um, I think you've written about how to... Um, build up your self-worth in such a way that it's not exactly reliant on these external results Um, could you talk a little bit more about that yeah definitely I think that's that's so true we've put such a a big element of worth on business and career and achieving our dreams and all this kind of thing I think we forget that we're rounded human beings and we need lots of different things in our lives we need you know uh, family we need relationships we need connection to nature all of these other things but to put so much onto work just means we're spending hours and hours working away at something that eventually is not going to serve us so I always like to think of your business it is a it is a part of you it is part of what you do so therefore if you're not looking after yourself your business isn't going to flourish so if you're looking after yourself and giving yourself 100%, that can then feed into your business. It shouldn't never be the other way around. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I'm definitely guilty of sort of thinking that if something happens in my business, 
if something doesn't go the way it should, that I'm a failure, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of way I talk to myself. And uh, it's really, I find it so hard. And I think sometimes um, on social media, we can see what other people are doing, what other people are achieving. And it can just give us these crazy ideas about how everything has to be perfect. And mm. I'm guessing that so you've recently launched your self-worth coaching and I'm guessing that this is is this the kind of thing that you can help people with? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'll be completely honest here and say I experienced a lot of that as well when I was mm. kind of working towards launching my coaching and after launching it because you do put so much of yourself into it and it's it's putting your heart and soul out there for everybody to look at and judge almost and then mm. if you get kind of sense of rejection it's it's awful. But it's learning to differentiate yourself from them and recognizing when people say good things because we have such this a negativity bias. We choose to ignore a lot of the positives that people say to us and then we cling on to the negatives. So an example of this was when I launched my coaching services, I got a couple of people unsubscribed from my newsletter. And even though I had like however many other people still subscribed, I had so many people saying positive things to me. I clung on to those two unsubscribes and I was saying to myself, what are you doing? This isn't the right thing. People don't want it. You should just quit. But then I kind of t- stopped myself and realized, actually, there's all these other people that are so supportive of you. So many people have said that this is a great thing that you're doing, really enthusiastic about it. Why are you holding on to two people that have decided that you're not the right person for them to have in their lives? And who am I to judge and say that I should be in their lives? They're taking control of their own boundaries and that's a great thing I think it's it's finding that separation and realizing that you're not going to be right for everybody is really difficult it's <laughs> but, so difficult and it's really easy because you brought up the perfect example of it there with people uh-huh. unsubscribing actually we should probably see it as a good thing because we can't serve everyone and everyone doesn't have the time and mental energy to follow everyone so you know it's better to narrow it down into you know just so that we have this nice group of our people but yeah and that's so interesting what you said about um focusing on the negativity bias I only heard about this negativity bias recently and it makes so Mm. much sense and and it's just it's crazy really when you can have one tiny thing and you focus on that instead of all the amazing things that could be happening yeah, exactly. So some of the things I like to do, um, and this was actually something I did when I had an eating disorders, I kept a little notebook of kind of feedback, like positive feedback when people were saying like complimenting me and it wasn't about my weight or my looks or anything. And I just would flick through that just to give myself a little boost. And now what I I do at work sometimes is I have a folder, which is called feedback, and I'll keep kind of all the positives in there. So that I have a bank. And then I also have like kind of a mental archive of all the lovely things people have said to me over the years kind of on social media or at work or or whatever and try and remember that so whenever something negative does come up you have this kind of bank of evidence to be like well actually I think you'll find most people think what I'm doing is great and it's fine if some people don't agree with that that's such a good idea such a good idea it kind of um gives your brain the evidence of the real truth that it needs sometimes when you're in that in that rabbit hole of thinking towards the negative yeah exactly and we only do that because our mind is protecting ourselves it's it's that whole self-doubt thing of 
what you're doing is scary and you might get hurt. So it's trying to protect us, but it's just kind of gently saying, thank you for your concern, but mm-hmm. I think I'll be fine because yeah. of this. And that does take a lot of work. And I think when it comes to the whole self-worth and business element, it's it's getting that perspective. It's coming away and realizing what your kind of mission is overall and figuring out if your business is serving that, if what you're doing is serving that ultimate mission. And if it is, then carry on and reconnect with other things outside of your business. And remember, you are a full rounded person. And this is just one small part of you. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel like making this leap from so I guess you've had your blog for quite a long time. And but only recently, you've decided to launch your coaching services. How did that feel to you? It was it was really amazing. So the blog, so I actually started blogging in 2008 um, with a different blog called To Limbo and Beyond. And I had that for until 2016. And then my latest blog, Blue Jay of Happiness, is only actually a year and a half years old. So it was that kind of the end of 2016 when I realized what I wanted to do was actually be more helpful with my blog and actually share what I've learned about self-care and mental health and share that with other people and again that's kind of my overarching mission and after a year and a half of writing a blog I realized I wanted to take things a step further and that step further for me has kind of come up in the form of coaching so it feels like a culmination of what I've been working towards for a very long time now. Mm -hmm. And I love the work that you're doing and I think it's really important do you call yourself a self-worth coach? Yeah, I struggled for a while to think of like a term for it because mm. I didn't want to focus too nichely on, I thought about kind of maybe doing like body image coaching, but I know it's not just about body image. I know a lot of it comes up within business. So I know there's a lot of, it was self-doubt. And then I kind of broke it down to realizing what was at the crux of all of these issues that I was kind of seeing either within myself and within other people kind of all stems from that sense of self-worth. So that's why that's the area I kind of wanted to pick at. And I think once that's grown, once you have that, everything else comes. The learning how to look after yourself and implement self-care, the confidence, the being able to price your business services correctly, all of these other little elements kind of fall into place when you have that cushion of self-worth underneath you. Mm, I totally agree. I think it it really underlies everything, and and it and it can be easy to look for other answers that don't go quite deep enough. So, for example, I guess for me in business, I look for some blueprint to follow, you know, mm. to grow my business. But actually, I need that that grounding of the work in the self worth in order to to push myself the way that I really want to. Yeah, exactly. I think for business owners as well, it comes up a huge amount because it's. There's we have to battle through so much of our own self-doubt and worried that we're not good enough and what we're doing isn't enough, isn't right, isn't what people want. We have to battle through that to fulfill like our creative dreams. And it's it's like I think um, Sarah Tasker has mentioned before, it's like therapy, like running your own business is going through a lot of therapy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing, what are some of the ways, if you can articulate them, that you have come to improve your own self-worth over time yeah definitely I think the most important part of it is the self-awareness piece so Mm. it's recognizing what I need to feel a certain way so what I need to feel calm what I need to feel 
confident in myself and le- and the kind of learning aspect as well, learning where this all comes from. So learning where the self-doubt kind of comes from, why I have it, where, where how it shows up for me and learning the tools to talk back. So like taking a breath, recognizing what's going on. Things like journaling really helped me as well, like we've kind of discussed already, helps to pick out those thoughts and unpick them and connecting with friends and family and loved ones and surrounding yourself with people who believe in you as well is really important I think having boundaries in that sense as well is so important to make sure you are surrounded by people who really truly believe in you and are able to not listen to people who maybe think otherwise or are worried about you and that's really difficult as well. Mm. Do you find that you are quite confident in yourself? So, I mean, do, do you you said actually that you don't really get much in the way of negative comments online? Um, although I think even if you don't necessarily get them, sometimes the fear of getting them can be a problem for a lot of people, as it is for me. Um, do you think that you are more confident after all the work you've done in just putting your work out there and just you know, however people find it, it's fine with me. However people take it is fine with me. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's been some posts that I've been so like nervous to post about because you you are like, am I an authority on this? Do I, do I have a right to talk about this? So an example of that was one I posted about kind of what I'm learning about race um, as a kind of white woman who I'm in a mixed race relationship. And I'm trying to learn a lot more about race and racism and what it means, what white privilege means. And I was I put off writing that blog for such a long time because I was terrified of what kind of reaction I was going to get. But I got nothing but positivity when you actually do it, when you are in the right frame of mind to put yourself out there and say, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm learning this. I welcome criticism. I welcome other people's thoughts and opinions. All I got was kind of praise for saying it and trying it and really helpful comments from other people as well. So I think when you do that a couple of times, you gain that confidence because you know, actually, if you're just really honest with everything and if you kind of are open to saying, this might be wrong or I might be making mistakes, please call me out on it if I am, then you gain that confidence quite quickly. Yeah, that's a really good example. And um, something like the topic of racism, it is difficult to talk about it because you don't have that first-hand experience but I'm guessing that putting it out there and and opening the conversation more is worth it and if if anyone has got any criticism for you as long as you're open to learning then it's all worth doing and actually what would be worse would be not to talk about it at all yeah just out of fear or whatever reason and and not say anything I think that's exactly it you have to weigh up what's more uncomfortable for you is it more uncomfortable for you to say the thing say what you want to say or do what you want to do and receive criticism or is it more uncomfortable to sit in that sense of I'm not going to say anything I'm going to stay quiet I'm not going to do what I want to do and for me it's always far more comfortable for me to just throw myself out there and see what happens I'd rather sit with that than sit with the knowledge of I haven't done this, I haven't tried it. That's such a good attitude to have. Um, I'm going to uh, change the topic a little bit and I wanted to ask you about your experience yeah. of being an introvert and how do you think that, does it affect the way you run your business or the way you work at all? Oh yes, definitely, it definitely does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to 
really make sure again the whole kind of talking about boundaries is making sure I I set aside time for me to kind of recover if I'm being really social and I think that also is why sometimes I take breaks from social media because even though I'm probably more comfortable socializing on social media there are times when I've kind of interacted so much that I just need to take a break and I just need to step back and retreat into myself for a little bit and I think I'm going to have to be very mindful of that with coaching as well so when I have calls with people I'm going to make sure I have plenty of kind of recovery time afterwards and just factor in self-care throughout the week and the month depending on how much interacting I'm having to do it's all about planning for me (laughs) yeah yeah and because I'm really introverted as well and you know yeah having conversations with people is great Mm. but then afterwards I usually need a bit of recovery time so yeah I think it's important to space it out and um, I actually saw that you had a blog post about about networking for yes. introverts, and that is a that is a thing for me. Like, I don't like it. I don't. I mean, I do. I like getting out and meeting people, but I don't. If that makes sense. Oh, totally. Every time <laughs> before I before I go to some kind of event or something, I'm I'm so nervous. And I'm so like anxious on the like journey there, and I have to really gear myself up to do it because I always know when I come away from the end of it. Yes, I'll be tired. Yes, I'll need a nap. But I will feel so connected to people and happy that I've gone and proud of myself for doing it as well. That I just try and focus on that feeling of how I know I'm going to feel once I've done it. And just, yeah, take breaks if you need to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, pushing yourself a bit to do it anyway. So I think this is a good point to ask you a couple of parting questions before we end the interview. So first one I'm going to ask is, what was the last thing you did that scared you? Oh, I was thinking about this and it was actually earlier on today. (laughs) So I took to Instagram stories to talk about something that I saw on Twitter. There was a Twitter thread about counselling and coaching and the differences between it. And I read it and I had a lot of thoughts about it. I really agreed with a lot of what people were saying. And I wanted to talk about it because I... I've experienced both counseling and coaching. I am now a coach. I talk about mental health. There are a lot of blurred lines there and I wanted to make it really clear. So I kind of took to Instagram stories and did a video about the difference. And that was so scary because you just have that thought of, am I, should I really say anything? Is it my place to say anything? Is what I'm saying right? Is it wrong? But again, it was that feeling that what's more uncomfortable sitting here, not saying what I'm thinking or just saying it and seeing what happened. So I did it. (laughs) I'm really glad you shared that, actually, because I saw it and I thought it was really great what you said. And you came across really well and, and like, uh, confident as well. So it's interesting to hear, um, you know, the mental side of it before you posted it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think so many people have that. You see so many people online looking so together and like, oh, they're so confident and they're so wise and they know what they're saying. But I guarantee all of them, every now and then before they do it think oh should I be doing this is it right yeah that's the thing isn't it and when you start talking to people about it you realize we've all got these all got these little fears going on all the time exactly (laughs) right second question is what is your favorite guilty pleasure ah so I would have to say new metal music So bands like Papa Roach, Linkin Park, Stained. Um, I loved rock music. Well, I do love rock music now. And 
so, or so many songs from that kind of genre, which I see as a bit of a guilty pleasure, just remind me of my teenage years and I love them so much. Yes, me too. That reminds me of being a teenager for sure. Yeah. And every now and then I'll just play, I'll just play like a playlist with all of that and just relive those years. <laughs> and music is such a good way to uh, take care of yourself as well. And, and like when you're just feeling a bit rubbish, just blare out the music and it can really make you feel a lot better. Actually, I... It sounds a bit um, of a casual comment, me saying that, but actually I do find uh, music is actually really, really powerful for me. I don't know if you feel the oh same. Oh my God, yeah. So when I was listening to all these songs, I was going through eating disorder and kind of really bad mental health problems. And this music really helped me through. It helped me feel what I was feeling. It helped me express what I was feeling in a way that I didn't really fully understand at the time. So I think music has such a powerful effect on us. And that's really interesting. So you still enjoy it now. You don't like listen to it and feel like bad about it, like looking back. No, I mean, there may be the odd song that I might listen to and it might really remind me of a certain time. So I might stay clear from that. But most of the songs I can listen back to and I'm just like, oh, yes, all the feelings. (laughs) Okay, so where can people go to find out more about you and what you do? Perfect. So I would say probably my website is the best place to go to. So that's um, bluejayofhappiness, all one word, dot com. And then Instagram, I am at catbluejay. And then Twitter, I am at bluejayblog. Great. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. It would really help me and the podcast if you could take a moment to review, rate and subscribe. I'd also really love to hear from you on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, where I like to get a bit philosophical about online business. And you can find me on my website, ruthpoundwhite.com, where you can read the episode show notes, subscribe to my behind the scenes newsletter, or read more about my own experience of running a creative online business.